Hey guys, Joel Kleber here. I'm the host of Ask Jim and welcome to another replay of the Ask Jim. So every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time, you can jump onto our Jim's Group Facebook page and ask Jim a question. And these are the replays from those sessions as well. So we love to have you on the live show and leave Jim a question. We answer um, anything, nothing is off limits, so make sure you do that. Or if not, you can find the replays on our YouTube channel, social media, or you can listen to them on the podcast right here. So we hope you enjoy this episode of Hashtag Ask Jim. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Ask Jim and it's episode number 75. Now we thought we'd make a point of starting on with the mask, however, as as broadcasters, we it's, it's legal to take it off. So we, we are officially a broadcast. So we, we, we are very mindful of, of obeying the law here in Victoria and uh, everybody should do, do their part in, in helping to control this virus. And you've been very strict in the office as well, haven't you? I have too, yes. You've been very, very strict. So Somebody come in without a, wearing a mask, I... Pull them off. <laughs> very, very strict. So we've got 50 people tuning in now, which is great, guys. So make sure you leave a comment or a question there for Jim. Uh, anything at all, what you want to do. We've obviously got books there for sign. And we just uploaded the Monopoly video as well. So the game where Jim played Monopoly. And you can see who wins when you watch the video. There's a full version on YouTube and a shorter version on Facebook as well. But you love the test and tag division. I'll just leave it at that. I did very well at test and tag and got killed on rubbish removal. That really, <laughs> really annoyed me. For the mowing franchisees in there, just let us know how much money you make on rubbish removal because it was quite expensive, wasn't it? That was a very expensive. It cost me $1,200. Absolutely. Wiped me out. Absolutely, guys. So we just want to make note as well, we had a dog wash franchisee filmed on the Gold Coast, which was on 7 News, which was awesome mm -hmm. last night, which was Alana Buchanan. And she done a fantastic job. Fantastic job. Uh, yes, yes. And our, our, our PR people, which is paid for by the branding phone, has been fantastic. Yeah, and they're going to get some more stories, hopefully, in Adelaide and in some other states as well. So uh, we're maybe even in Queensland, we've got another one coming Queensland up. Queensland, we've got another one coming up. Absolutely, as well. And make sure you get your Monopoly, guys. We just got another photo from a collector when she had 500 games, didn't she? Hasn't played any of them. Hasn't played any of them, yeah. That's true, because no, you asked the her. funny thing, she, yeah. Said, yeah, she said, like, I actually don't, she, she, the, kids, the kids want to play, she said, I don't really like Monopolies. That's... <laughs> Do you find that they're surprising? All, they're all boxed. And I'll tell you something, you weren't here during the week, but we actually had a um, we actually had a, a member of the public buy his game and come to the office and bought it as well, which I think was really, really cool. But yeah, we got the photo which we'll post. It was a lovely lady. She took 500 Monopolies with her in front of her at the gym's group. Yeah, a huge, big pile like that. Absolutely fantastic as well. And thanks to everyone who did the content survey during the week. So we did do a content survey just to gauge a few things. And that was great. We had around 48 responses. So that was really, really good. We'll try and do a few more things of those as well. So let's get on with the gym. Let's start off with um, a couple of questions and comments, then we'll get into your book club, which was something that was requested actually by yeah, the content okay. server. So we're going to do a few comments there. Um, okay, so David Don says, Jim, you don't eat much meat, but what is your favourite meat? Steak, chicken, lamb, or pork? And what's your favourite vegetable? That's a good question, David. Well, I don't really eat any of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what was your favourite? Well, have you always. If, I, and if, you, if you looked at meat, uh, I, I sometimes have prawn, occasionally a bit of fish, very rarely any form of meat. And my favourite vegetable, mmm, lots of things actually. I like cabbage. It depends how it's cooked. Um, I like spinach. I like um, peas. I like pumpkin. Uh, many different things. And do you have a, like, yeah, so you're a big vegetable fan? You love the vegetables? Yeah. Yeah. When, you, when you eat, the thing is to eat a variety of foods. You, you really want as much as, many different kinds of foods as possible. Especially, especially plant-based foods, that's, that's my theory. And, and I, don't have, I don't have carnivorous tastes, I don't really like the taste of meat. So, but if you had to pick one for them, if we had to make you pick one, would you? Oh, the, the, the least objectionable would be chicken. Least objectionable would be chicken. Right, there you go, Dave. That's a great question, thanks for that. And Belinda's tuning in as well. So Belinda, thanks for putting Alana up. I saw not Alana. Janine during the week, 55 star survey again. We've done another dog wash post. Yes. And Belinda gives her franchisees who do that a trophy. 
which is really, really nice as well. I had, I had a wonderful conversation this afternoon with a franchisee who had 51 surveys. 50 were five-star and one was price, and he was so upset about the price. <laughs> I said to him, your biggest problem is you're not getting enough price surveys because he's only down for territory. I said, put your price up at least 10%. And who knows what will happen. We know Dave McDonald's watching his antennas in Horsham and he can't put his price up enough, it seems. Yeah, it's, it's but when, you, when somebody gives great service like that, you know, I expect a few more knockbacks. Absolutely. And Eric Jurgen says, hi, Jim and Joel. So it's official. Lucas signed all of his papers and most of his equipment arrived today. So I would officially like to welcome him to the Jim's family as the latest Jim's mowing franchisee. Yes. So that's three in one family. Three in one family. I think it is. Yeah. Dogwash, Mobile Cafe and now mowing. Yes. That's a record. That's absolutely a record. Now, if every franchisee got three franchises in their family, <laughs> we'd have more like 1,200, which would be very... But that's 12, 12,000, which would be a good idea. That's starting to become, that would be a great idea. But that's starting to come up quite often. We've got father, sons, yeah. I know, mowing a lot happening as well. And there's and other things. a mowing franchisee whose wife's bought a cleaning region now. That's Nicole. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, David. Yeah, David and Nicole, yeah. yeah. So quite, and John Formosa, I think his sons are coming into the business out in... Western Melbourne? Absolutely. I wish I could persuade my son, my, my children to do this kind of thing. They all tend to want to go to university. And I mm. said, yeah, well, the money's here, isn't get it? A, get a trade. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot better money in it. Absolutely. They, well, they've got the pedigree with their, their father being being the man. Then John Miller says, Jim, I'm thinking of becoming a franchisor. What steps should I take and how much is to start up? Which is a great question. John. Yes. Look, it, it depends how many how much money you've got to go with. You, but, a, but a starting region can be as little as about 23000 It's not that much different from a franchise. You can take on, and there's a whole stack of new divisions that are just needing to get off the ground in your local area. Now, as to a, if, it's an, if it's an established one, it usually, they usually go for about 12000 per franchisee. So if, you've got, if you're buying a region with 20 franchisees, you've got um, 240000 odd. Mm. But... Um, in the newsletter coming out, the franchise newsletter coming out early next month, there's going to be a list of uh, regions available, actual regional franchises available, plus also a $5,000 bonus, a referral bonus for anybody who can put us onto a regional franchisor because we really do need more regional franchisors. Yeah, it's a massive, massive amount of referral fees and it's huge. Yeah, that's right. And Bill Kovanoglu started with, how many franchises did he start with when he began? Oh, not many. I think he started with only a couple. So we interviewed Bill, and that's a good point, Jim. Yes. And he, he's up to 150 franchises now. And he started with, we think, two. Yeah, not many. And he's yeah. now got 150. That's all built up through his business. And in five years, he went from 50 to 40 to 150. Yes. Within the space of five years, because he built his business and had staff and helped him in the sorts of And partly, partly because he built it, put franchises on, he's very good at that, but also he bought regions. But then he, he did. borrowed the money, bought yeah. the region, paid the loan back. He's now he's very, doing very, very, doing very well. A great franchisor. Yeah, he's a very good man. We've got that interview with Bill, which is live, I think, now on the YouTube channel. So you can check it out if you're thinking about buying a cleaning franchise. Absolutely. So we've got people tuning with comments and questions, which is great. We've got 80 people watching, which is fantastic. So Dave McDonald says, I bought two Monopolies, one to play and one to save for the future. Do you reckon it might be worth something in the future? I don't know. Box set, who knows? Box set. They're limited edition, so make sure you get in, get in now with them. And Tyler Alcock says, can only watch for a bit tonight. We have a couple of medical centres to clean, so it's good to point out. Jim's cleaning do commercial. Yes. Medical centres, especially at this time as well. Then Kyle Reeves has gone, what is an opportunity in the Jim's group that many might not have heard of? What's the best kept secret if you would like to reveal? <laughs> Great question. It's a fantastic question. <laughs> there are so many. I would, say, I would say regional franchises. I don't think a lot of people realise that actually getting a regional franchise at Jim's is not much different at the base level from a franchise 
but it's the opportunity to go in there and build it. And of course, how many franchises you put on, it's up to you. Like, you could be a day, but Dollar would have 150, starting with so few. Or, or you, a lot of people come in as franchisees and they become franchisors and build from there. So I think that's probably the one area that I'd suggest people think about. And, and you, you can also run your own franchise and also run the region as you, in your own area. It might be a different division, but we can show you how. There's, there's many opportunities. And I think the other thing too is the opportunity to grow your own, your own franchise and put, and put workers on. There, there are franchises turning over hundreds of thousands of dollars per annum. Some, some of them, you know, millions of dollars mm -hmm. per annum. Just with a franchise. There's so many different possibilities, ways to, to grow wealth. And it's so easy by comparison with other ways. I mean, you imagine going to a corporate environment where you've got to claw yourself up the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so dependent on, on everybody else's opinion and then you get to a certain stage and you, suddenly you're over the hill and they sack you or lay you off and stuff. Mm. In your own business, you're in control. I, I, I think <laughs> there's so many great opportunities. Well, we interviewed a guy franchisee called Liam. Liam, who messaged you would make a great franchisee interview. I just finished interviewing him then. Yeah. He worked 17 years as a retail manager mm. and he's already in two weeks of doing your gyms and he, says, he said, I feel free. Mm. He's earning great money. He feels free. He's just had a kid as well, and he's just loving it after two weeks in business. So I thought it was yeah. quite, quite a good story. Well, this guy I was talking to today, he only signed up late last year, and he had a lot of financial problems. And he said, "Jim's has been fantastic. He's making up to four thousand dollars a week, and his financial problems are just melting really? away." Yeah, oh, good on him. What division is that? Um, mowing. It was mowing. Mowing yeah. in South Australia. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Great. Look, look at all the five star surveys and the 5.0 mm. on the top. I thought, oh, this guy's great. Some, it's just no wonder a, he's doing well. It's amazing, though, how many people sit in those business environments like that. And mm. you know, when you take that sort of rut, you know, give them a bit of freedom to do their own thing, how well they do. I wish more franchisees would, would, would have a bit more ambition to grow. There's so many divisions where we've got so much work mowing, fencing, a lot of divisions. We would love you to start putting a work on and we, we will provide help. We're actually planning to have, when the crisis is over, um, actually specific training dedicated towards getting more workers on, how you do that, how you put extra teams on the road. There is so much opportunity. You can build a major, major business. It's the millionaire next door thing. It's, it's a great book, anybody should read that. People, rich, rich millionaires in America are not typically your tech gurus. They are people like us who have service businesses. Not me. Jim, your new franchisees definitely not. Well, us, me, and most <laughs> of the watchers here who are mostly franchisees That's or prospective franchisees. Correct. And customers as well. So if you're a customer thinking about a change, now is a great time as well. And Belinda Hadley's tune is saying, Nadia, so Nadia we posted last week at 55-star survey saying she's about to get a 100th five-star survey. Wow. And she said Nadia got 26 five-star surveys today. 26. 26. Yeah, in the comments. Exactly. We're actually looking at making a change to the to the rating system. I think I may have talked about this last week. We instead of numbers, you put G for good, which is an automatic five, B for bad, which is the one, and O for three is okay. One of the issues we have is people put fours down without any comment, and that can really stuff up somebody's five star run when all they mean is they're very happy. And if they say four stars and it's good service, or they're very friendly and polite. I'll change it to five, but I can't change a four to a five if there's no comment. So we'd like to get rid of the four star idea because it's really misleading. Mm. A lot of people think four stars is the best. Well, it's not. Five is what we want. It's a great change. So stay tuned for that one. When's that going to be coming? So? Hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Next couple of weeks. Damien Donald says, got a $200 an hour uh, for a CCTV job. $1,000 for five hours work to put up four cameras the customer bought. They were ubiquity and they couldn't set them up. Yeah. It's not bad, yeah. Ellie, right? Oh, we're on the wrong gig. <laughs> We're all on the wrong gig in, in national stuff. Neil Simpson, hi Jim and Joel from Neil uh, uh, over in Auckland, East Coast. He's celebrating his one year as a franchisee today. 
Yes, well done. Happy anniversary. I think you get a video at your one year. We made it so you get an automated video message. I think message. you get something from me, yeah. Yeah, you do as well. Then Ed Sutherland goes, G'day Jim, how is the car cleaning truck cleaning? So Ed Sutherland says, G'day Jim, how is the car cleaning truck cleaning? So car detailing, they can do trucks in it. How's that go as a dividend? Oh, it's a good business, actually. Mm. I was looking, we're trying to get a car cleaner for the... Um, for this place, because a lot of the staff get their cars cleaned, and the guy who used to it before has left, um, the gym's guy did. So we want somebody else. Now I was looking on the system to try and find there's about eight people down for the area, and there's only one who's actually able to take work in this area. So I've just sent him a, a text tonight saying, you know, we want you to come and be the gym's official car detailer for, for the head office. Because, a lot of good because they, they come and they work, he works all day. It's just this job after job after job with everybody to get car cleaned. Mm -hmm. we're, not, we're not going to have an outsider do it. Absolutely not, and they do a great job, don't they? Yeah. Absolutely. And then uh, that's the way. So, Ed, if you're thinking about it, do it. If you love trucks, that's a great one. If you love cars, car detailing is the one for you. Dave McDonald, thanks for Mark Henry's number. I'm going to meet with him tomorrow. Might buy a test and tag up here and try to hire staff, maybe in the next 12 months. Why not? That's pretty good. That's an antennas franchise. buying a test and tag franchise to maybe build up as what you said. There's no, there's no particular reason why not. I mean, from an individual's point of view, there's no point to it. If you're just working by yourself, you don't want both because you, you've only got so many hours in the week that you want to work. But if you've got staff employed, there's no reason why you can't have staff group of people doing, you know, mowing and some and some others doing fencing and some others doing whatever. It's a different skill, though, isn't it? You've got to, you've got to manage the business. You've got to be able to manage it. Yeah. But they're but they're very similar. I mean, I mean, Sharon Connell's never washed a dog in her life, as far as I know. But she understands because she was a cleaning franchisee. Yeah. So there are possibilities in, in stretching beyond that, taking a franchise in different division, putting on workers, taking a regional franchise. Or we really like franchisees to, you know, those who've got that fire of ambition to say, hey, how far could I go? Okay, I'm making $100,000 a year, but, but I'd like to make one hundred and fifty dollars or $200,000 a year or half a million dollars a year. It's all possible. We'll show you how and we'll give you the role models to show you how to do it. And I'm happy to talk to any franchisee at any time about this, Jim at jims.net. I think it's going to be exciting, that training, once it comes past yes. prices when we can have people. I think it's going to be very new and exciting. And one of the plans we have, and I think I've talked about this before, for Jim's jobs, by early next year, we'll have a system whereby you can actually give a version to your workers. It'll actually tell you where they are at all times, and also will remind you if they turn up late or fail to touch for employment. So it's definitely going to be built out for that big, bigger than the one-man band. Yeah. So we hopefully have a crew, you can manage a crew from the app. The idea is to give it yeah. extremely simple so that every franchisee can just pick it up and run with it. But we also want to put the tools in to allow those who've got the ambition, the drive to build really major businesses. I mean, I would, I would love to see every franchisee with half a dozen employees. We, we've got the work. I think, we, yeah, we've got, that's the point, isn't it? The work's there if they want to do it. And that's the, yeah. that's the hardest thing yeah. of building a business normally. People, they don't have the work to build. And, and they don't have the training of how to do it. We can do all that. And we can, have the, we can create material to help them as well, to learn and hook them all up with that sort of stuff as well, yeah. which I'm looking forward to. David Don says, will we be making more Monopoly? If it sells out, yes. <laughs> we keep buying. Keep telling your friends. So they're going okay. I reckon once we get people back into training, they're gonna. we hope everyone takes a Monopoly when they go. Quite a few people are, are doing multiples. Oh, with, yes. Because I think that they're giving them to, to their clients, and the major clients and so forth. We had a franchisee, really Alan Jones, great mm -hmm. name. He, um, he bought six. We had Malcolm, Malcolm think from NZ bought like 20 or something. Yes. We've had people buying in bulk, so I appreciate that as well. Then um, Neil Simpson, yep, celebrating one year in gym. It's a really fun game too. It's just, it's just, it's just <laughs> a buzz. You have to start people stop talking about houses and start talking about gymbos and so forth. But it's really fun, you know. You just, you just make jokes about each other's divisions and stuff, and it's just, 
Different element because it's gymified, absolutely. The um, the, the, the cards are the best, I think. They've replaced the community chess cards, business yeah. success, and customer service. Yeah, it's sort of cracking jokes stuff. If you're playing as a yeah. franchisee, you can. You, it's, it's it's very entertaining. You definitely get a laugh out of some of those cards. Fantastic. Yes. Then uh, Roddy McLean, this is a great question or comment. He said, "Could be risky putting an employee into a brand new franchise. Any existing business around you can buy into them, move it across to a franchise." Question. He's replied to Dave McDonald. So I think Rodney's in antennas as well. So it could be a risky move putting on an employee into a brand new franchise. Any existing businesses around you can buy into them or move it across to a franchise. Was the statement. Most people don't have what it takes to run a business by themselves. So if you've got a good work and you look after them, I don't see you know a huge risk. But you know you've got to, you've got to wear that yourself. Obviously, it's easier to expand within the same division because mm. then you know what you're doing more. Mm. You're obviously doing extremely well, David, up there with what he, what he makes, so can't, can't see why not. Then Jason Pollock says, I've, I absolutely love being a working franchisor. Highly recommend it to anyone who has the drive to support franchisees and a passion for their division. Mm. That, that is, that is the care. point too, actually. The people who make the most money in gyms aren't necessarily the, the franchisors. A lot of our franchisees actually do better than the vast majority of franchisees. It's more, it's a different role. It's a counselling, mentoring, helping role. And the people we look for are those who enjoy helping others. Like trainers who actually, it's, it's quite characteristic. You get somebody who's a trainer. They'll take a guy out on the road all day and then this person will ring them back and they'll spend an hour in the evening just, in, just talking to them and advising them and mentoring them and so forth. And when we see that kind of stuff, we say there's a potential franchisor. And Jason's a great franchisor up in pool care. And he bought a lot of monopolies as well. So thank you very much, Jason, as well. For his franchisees, I think, to give him his prizes and stuff like that, which was good. Okay, let's tune in there. Uh, Jim, if I don't take leads and a customer tracks me down, it's not that hard, and I say I can't service them for two weeks, can they call and make a complaint? I have no proof and they might lie. If it's not a lead, will it be a complaint? I'm worried. That's from David. Because I say no to so many customers. Well, I don't think you've had any complaints so far, have you? I mean, I mean, it's a matter of, of seeing what it is. I, I knock off probably at least 10 complaints a day and bad surveys a day if there's a, if there's a reasonable reason. And I must say, especially if somebody's got a very good record, as you have, um, it's not that difficult if there's a reasonable... And, 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 you, and your franchisor can also ring the client and ask them what went on. Like, there was a, there was a three-star survey, um, and, and the franchisee said, but there was no comment, and the franchisee said they just wanted the price on the phone. And so we just had to get some evidence for that, you know, send them a text to get your franchise order, ring them, just some reason to show that it wasn't poor service. Mm. And Damon Donald says, I'm at 263 five stars, can I get five medals? <laughs> well, your franchise order can do it because there was a franchise order initiative from Belinda and we've had a few comments about that. But we're looking at trying to do ways to reward that somehow. Yeah, we've got, we've got a proposal to the advisory committee. We're going to ask them you know, what, what, they'd like, what they'd like us to recognise. That's a pretty hard thing because 50, you know, 25 star franchise, five star surveys in a row, you can get a four star survey when a client's completely happy that doesn't put a comment down. So it's easy to miss out. Mm. I mean, it's, it's quite extraordinary that you get people on 5.0. That's really, really, really hard. And for those you can have a four star for no reason at all. And for those who don't take leads, it might be hard as well to build up a... Well, well how do of course, I guess, you know, so. we want you to take leads because yeah. that's obviously what we'd like you to do because we've got so many customers wanting mm. work. Mm. We're just looking at antennas in Queensland and, and the, the leaves are up, you know, like 20% since the same time last year. But we're not taking any more work. They're mostly just going unserviced. Mm. It's like it's like about 40% unserviced. It was it's awful. Yeah, it's a high number, isn't we it? You just so. can't cope with the demand. 
Well, hopefully the antenna story that goes up on there on the Gold Coast gets some more people interested in the business. Yeah, that's what I was doing the figuring yeah. for it. To tell about. Yeah. Eric Jurgen, so I found a new benefit of having a mobile cafe today. I was at Costco getting fuel and some groceries when Katie from Dogwash turned up and asked me for a coffee. 20 minutes later, I had sold over 40 Forty dollars worth of coffee from their car park, or four hundred dollars worth of coffee from their car park. Wow, that's a good site. Not bad at all. At Costco, there, Susie Gibbs, Heather from Jim's Dogwash, Batbo Bay, or Batio Bay, had eighteen times five stars today. Today, so yeah, today. So it's another one from Dogwash. How could you get five stars in the, eighteen stars, five stars in a single day? Yeah, let's know how understand. that works with the system. I don't. Twenty one said twenty six, and then someone said seventeen. They must clump up a bit or something like that. Yeah, they might be backed up or something. I reckon maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But that's fantastic news. That's that's really really good as well. The I must say the, the, you do notice. I have noticed in recent times that the levels of five star servers are going up. The, the, our standard of service is, is is rising, and more and more franchisees, of course, now with the new system, they're going back and changing. And 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 if there's a problem with the job, they go back and do something for the client, make the client happy, get some evidence, and I changed it to five stars. Do so you think that's had the impact on lifting it? It has had a lot of impact. Yeah. Yes. So one one of the things we'll be doing shortly is. Um, when IT gets around to it through their backlog, is allowing yeah. you to, to delete all surveys more than a year back. Because there's a lot of franchisees now who've got you know 4.9 or 5 stars for the past year. And, and they were lower before that. So we allowed them to, because we, we don't really care what happened three years ago. We, you just say, chop it off, start from a year ago. And if you're five star, 5.0, then go by 5.0. That'd be great. As they get better as their craft as they go as well, they're going to... Yes, and that, that often happens too. You get yeah. people who have a bit of a rough start and, then, and, they, and they, they lift it yeah. up. Absolutely. That's fantastic news and it's going to be really good for franchisees. Then Dave McDonald says, Jim, will you ring all trainees next week personally? No, I won't. No. <laughs> I don't know, what's that in context to? Is there something I don't know? Will it's you... really hard to get on to people actually. I, ring my, I, I do my anniversary calls, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. Um... It's very hard to reach them. Or they may even think that it's you. Yeah, there was one case. One, yeah. one guy flatly refused to believe it was me. He said, no, you're not Jim. I said, well, I am. And he said, no, I've spoken to Jim. He doesn't say anything like you. So I said, that's all right, mate. Have a good day. What, what can I say? He doesn't believe who I am. I hope he's watching that person so he can see it's actually Jim. That is quite funny. Then Dave McDonald says, I want staff, yet I want all of them to be busy. If I hire one, then they need to work. Test and tag will bring regular work for my staff and help service the clients I need. Well, that, that's Absolutely. a thought too. I mean, I mean, there is that. Regular clients on the whole don't play quite as well as something like antennas or skip bins, or, but there is, a, there is a really good consistency, which is why a lot of our larger businesses tend to be in those kinds of divisions. What about in antennas, David? I don't know, just think why wouldn't you have another worker on antennas if you've got so much work? I don't know. Yeah, couldn't you put somebody on, on, on casual? I mean, if you're knocking back that much work, it would seem to me the obvious way to go. Just try and find somebody. I, I don't know whether you can work two on the job, but... Yeah. So we've got 83 people tuning in here, which is great. So make sure you leave a comment or question for Jim. We're getting into a lot of good stuff tonight. You're hearing a lot of news about Jim's as well. The wage tuning, which is great, says Jim at Jim's.net for any personal correspondence. Absolutely, Wade. And that's only for you if you're going to discuss becoming a franchisee. Then Matt Barr says, what does the role of pandemics play in your theory of buy history? That's a fantastic question, Matt. What does the role of pandemics play in the theory of biohistory, just to take a the sidetrack there? Well, actually, there's, there's a change in character in a period of time that actually means that up to a certain stage, um, people become less susceptible to infection, and then, then they gradually become more and more susceptible with time. And that stage was reached in our civilization probably around about the 1970s. So there are signs already of a slight increase in susceptibility to infection. But you, you can see it in strange things like the levels of, um, of TB. I mean, 19th century TB was a terrible killer. And then, and then it went down and down and down and down. 
And people say, well, that's because of, you know, modern treatments. Well, actually, in fact, the modern treatments didn't appear until most of the decline had happened. People have just become less likely to get sick. But unless what we do through the search program, which is one of our aims, can turn that around, um, we will find greater susceptibility. Same thing happened in the Roman Empire. Roman Empire early stages was relatively little disease. Then you get a terrible pandemic happening in the, in the reign of Marcus Aurelius in the late 2nd century. Mm. And then again in the 6th century, the Justinian plague. So, uh, yes, unfortunately, it's not a big factor as yet, but you will find other things, unless we change it, there will be a, there's a greater chance of pandemics happening. That was a fantastic... Good, good question. Great question. I wrote that one down. <laughs> Definitely give him a book or whatever he wants. Yeah, I wrote that one down. Don't worry, I was ahead of you as soon as I read it out. Then Wade says, nice shirt. Yeah, I love these shirts. The Jim's branded shirt. You can get some online. Then Jim's, uh, Kurt Stacey's gone, when will Jim's come to South Australia? Jim's. Yeah, but he says, when will Jim's come to South Australia? So We're in South Australia already. I hope you've seen some Jim's there. I'm sure you've seen We've got hundreds of franchises. One of our best states. It's also probably per capita started more divisions than every other state too. Like electrical started there, uh, plumbing started there, paving started there. Many other divisions started in South Australia. It's a great entrepreneurial state. I love their franchising in South Australia. They, they do, do too. Absolutely. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I grew up in South Australia too. I lived in Glen Osmond. You did too, didn't you? Yeah, until I was 14. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, then Ian Dav- Davidson's gone, how many mobile mechanics does Jim have now? Question mark from Ian Davidson. I think we've only got about... We're just starting it off. New South Wales is where they've got a couple of blokes up there, nice fellas there. Yeah, we've just started a really great franchisor in New South Wales. He's got a number of people who want to join straight away. Um, and we're, we've got a sort of foothold in Victoria, but not really off the ground yet. And then David McDonald says, ServiceMate already does what you were saying you want Jim's jobs to do. Why not just work with ServiceMate? It just needs to be linked to FMS. Or you wrote a program that adds leads to ServiceMate from email. Yeah, ServiceMate does a lot of stuff, but it doesn't do a lot of the things we want. There's your answer there. And then David Donald says as well, I'll start with an employee in antennas and do the so, testing. Service mate doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have systems to drive customer service. There's a whole series of things we're, we're putting into the, to remind people of running late and, and also things like automatic booking of jobs so that somebody can, a client can, if the franchisee's got it on the, and, and set it up correctly, a client rings up and instead of being told somebody ring you back, they'll say, would, would this afternoon between two and four suit you? And they'll book the job in. So it's a diary access and people in online yeah. eventually can book that franchisee directly, which is what the way it needs to go. Yeah. There's, there's a whole heap of things. Service Mate's not a bad, not a bad um, program, but we can do an awful lot more. I don't think Service Mate has much in the way of um, financial stuff too. We want, we want to get the situation where most franchisees won't need anything like zero. So everything will be in the program itself which is a lot, it's easier to do, and it's also, of course, cheaper. Mm. David Donald's also said, I'll start with an employee in antennas, and I'll do the test and tag. That's interesting. So he wants to employ in antennas, and he'll do the test and tag to learn the business himself. Good thought. Absolutely as well. There is, there is a uh, training, it's a three-week training course in test and tag, so you'll have to find some time for your business to, to do that. But yeah, yeah it is. It's a comp- very comprehensive course down here at National. Yes. And you can come down and meet Jim as well. Again, David. Again, <laughs> the I mic- met you not too long ago when you fixed my my uh, my TV. It's the quickest fix in the world that was, wasn't it? That's right. And then, Ma- then Michael Lambert's gone. I'm looking at a franchise at the moment. I'm in between thoughts at the moment. What would you say to convince me? It's a good question. I would say get a list of the franchisees in the region you're looking at and ring as many as possible and ask them. That's a much better convincing than anything I could say. Because let's face it, I'm a franchisor, and any franchisor's got another. 
But, but the franchisees aren't going to tell you lies. If they're not making money, they're going to say so. If they're not getting good support, they're going to say so. But if you talk to them and they say, it's great, there's lots of work, my franchisor is fantastic, I wish I'd done it 10 years ago. If you get that kind of response, go for it. And that may mean trying two or three different, different divisions and seeing which one has the best response. Do your homework, seriously. We have had people do that, inquires about six or five, and they, yeah. And, you, and usually, the, the, the more, in, more investigation you do, the better franchises you'll tend to become. So do your homework. It doesn't take long. You can get a list. Any franchise will give you a list, all the local, all the phone numbers, all the franchisees there, and sit down and ring them. You spend a couple of hours making phone calls, and you will know so much about that particular division. We did it down the road with a franchisee, and he called 13 people and ones that are left and even the ones that are left he had one bad and the rest were good in terms yes, of the calls yeah. and that's what decided for him yeah even even the ex-ones talk to them talk to them why they left mm. and sometimes they'll say well i was offered a job elsewhere and sometimes they'll say all kinds of things but but yeah do, do your homework then kurt stacy in regards to the south australia stuff said in regional areas so we're in regional areas in south australia there's not there's not a lot of regions <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you've yeah. got like Murray Bridge and Wyala and so yeah. forth, but it's it's um, I know we've got a couple of franchise and tennis franchises down in the southeast around uh, Mount Gambier and so forth. But, yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. So if you, there is opportunities everywhere in South Australia, don't worry about that. Regional but, areas are good actually because because you can actually make a living, but you can also live in an area where costs are very very low. You mightn't make quite the same hourly rate as you would in the cities, but it's going to cost you a lot less to live. That's true, and you're probably, yeah, you're probably better off there, aren't you? Yeah, talking to the franchisee who had a beautiful lifestyle up on the um, central coast in, in New South Wales. He mm. just said, it's fantastic, I can work here. I used to work in the city, and it was a grind. Now I'm working in where I want to go, just by the beach. I've got a great lifestyle. And I'm making similar money anyway, so it, it's a fantastic deal. I remember we interviewed a few franchisees who lived on the Mornington Peninsula. Mm. And this guy was, I think he wasn't from Australia, originally saying, this is how great, I can drive past the beach every day. And... It's just beautiful, you know, so it's quite a point from point. Why Aston says, Muscles has been trying to convince me for about seven weeks now, even trying to bribe me a books hat and teddies. Absolutely, Wade. Your life will be better with the Jim's franchise. Well, this guy was talking to you about the mowing guy. He actually only signed up late last year, and this was after an antenna franchisee. His friend was telling him for so long, you've got to get in the gyms, you've got to get in the gyms. It's so good. And he said, eventually I listened to it, and I'm so pleased I did. Yeah, I hope you listen to a few of the franchisee stories as well we have, Wade. It's um, yeah. it's not, no, it's all, we just, no set up, it's all genuine. Eric Jurgen says, Jim, I love the mobile cafe video you put up this week. I was very humbled by the high praise, although my wife has said that my ego was already big enough. <laughs> so we did a bunch of videos with you about the divisions and one was mobile cafe. Which is a great division, actually. That's, that's one that really ought to go because mm. Eric's shown a way to make a successful chip as we could do with more in that area. Mm. Somebody's got a wife who'd like that kind of thing. You need somebody who's chatty and... and and Eric's very chatty, himself. absolutely. Eric's very chatty. I'm not. I would be terrible. I need a coffee. I'd be hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> you need somebody who's friendly and nice. I'm glad to hear you're enjoying it too, Eric. You, you uh, good credit to the brand. And uh, Jim's dog watching Jim is tuning in, which is fantastic. Now, here we go. Bailey Stubbings. Can we get Jim Coin as the next big cryptocurrency? Jim Coin. <laughs> Ah, uh, stick to your knitting. <laughs> That's all I can say. I actually know it's a coin already. So there's a, a lot of people create coins for fun. There actually is a coin called Jim Coin for Jim's. There's a big form. Is, is it actual coin? No, it's a cryptocurrency. So there's no physical version. You know, like Bitcoin. I know what Bitcoin. Ethereum, I know Ethereum. what cryptocurrency is. Yeah. So no, it's not an. It's there's an actual crypto coin you can mine for Jim Coin. Is there? Yeah. Someone created it in England. Anything is for fun. I wouldn't do it as something serious. But we, we we'd like people are demanding all kinds of stuff from us. The more things we do, the more they like Jim's branded stuff. That's, so that's correct. We we we're, we're growing our we, slowly. Yeah, we had the growing our range. shop by the day. 
We had masks as a suggestion, and we had some other good suggestions for uh, hand sanitizer. Looks like Jim's masks are at the go. We're just getting quotes and stuff at the moment. Yeah, um, we had some good suggestions though. We'd done a poll. We had a lot of six hundred people respond, which was great. Yes. Yeah. So we're just getting quotes, as you said. And then, uh, but what do you think about cryptocurrency then? Are you? Do you think it's a? What do you think about the whole thing, Bitcoin and that? Oh, I think it's a bit dicey. The whole thing. I mean, yeah. I mean apart from anything else, it's a way of people people you know paying for things like child porn and drugs and, st- and other evil All stuff the dark about being stuff, traced. Yeah. The dark web stuff. Yeah. That's what it's good for. Yeah. People use, and it's, and it's not a proper currency because it's so wildly up and down. It's probably more the technology, the ledger, the. Um, There's only one time I ever I ever was vaguely tempted to do anything when I saw the ridiculous valuation that Bitcoin had, and I thought this is going to crash. So. I thought of shorting it or something, but no, I'm not, not getting involved in that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't like it. I really don't like it. I know what I do is good value. It's basically all speculation. It's not, it's not creating wealth. What we do in gyms is create wealth. We create wealth for families. We create living. We do service for clients. It's a concrete good for society. Um, what, are, what are you creating with something like Bitcoin? It's just, it's just money playing. And some people make a huge amount of money and other people lose their shirt. And often people who can't afford to, too. I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't like it. I wouldn't be involved with it, quite frankly. Mm, there you go. A, a fun coin that people could buy as a souvenir, knowing what they're getting, knowing what they're paying for, no problem with that. But as it's something that's to do with making money, absolutely not. I don't like it. And Wade's gone here as well. And Jim Flicks instead of Netflix. So yeah. we've got enough content for a gym flicks at the moment, so it's going all right. And then everyone's saying that's something they could get behind. So Jason Pollock's gone responding to Michael. Speak to every franchisee in your area yes. from the division. You are looking into and asking them what they think of it. If you already haven't gone out with on the day of the road with them, go on a day of the road. Yes, yes. As much as possible. That's, a, that's an excellent decision. On the road, try it out for yourself. Don't worry too much about which division is going to make the most money. What do you love to do? That's, that's what really counts. If you love what you do, you'll tend to do well, and you'll have a great life as well. And nothing wrong with going out multiple days in a row, I guess, is no. there? Try, try a couple no. of divisions. Do some research. I mean, it's something that you'll probably do for the next, you know, quite a few years on, on average, so do some research. And David John said the same thing. Ask for franchisees in your area and bling them up. And then Eric's gone here. Jim, would you agree on that? Your, on, would you agree that your front garden and home should be a representation of the division that you are in, i.e., <laughs> Jim's mowing? Such as one has been benefits of my son now being with Jim's mowing and residing with me. I no longer need to do the front yard as he will have to do it. Yes, well, my house is five acres, so I have to say it's a bit it's a bit bushy and shaggy. I had Eric do the um, slash down and back to the back fence, so it's now it's a bit neater than it used to be. But it's never going to be a, it's never going to be immaculate. It's, oh, but I like the bush too. It's not just to me. It's not just my, my whole garden is around the house. It's fairly neat, um, mostly for my wife's sake rather than mine. But the rest of it's just natural bush. I think it's just nice to walk around there. Yeah, and Eric Adams is a local franchisee, so he just does a good job. Yeah, he does. Yeah. How, how often does he come around? Once a month. Once a month. I'm a good payer too. <laughs> I was going to say okay, yeah. he comes there and he and he sends me the bit the invoice and I pay it within within like an hour of getting. getting oh, really? No, yeah, I always pay my bills, especially, uh, especially to my own people. That's fantastic to hear. Then Wade Aston says, "Bludger," and he goes, "I work for a company that sells." So Wade actually works for a company that sells brand of mowers. So Wade, you should be a mowing franchisee if you actually work for a company that sells mowers. You can get yourself a good deal as well. Jason Pollock, you can you can do a bulk request by going into gyms online, have a look at all your past and current customers, and sometimes they, for some reason, have not completed a survey for some reason. You can then request one. Mm-hmm. I've done this for a couple of a couple of times over the years, and it increases my rating. 
And by the way, just talking about why we don't use ServiceMate, one of the plans we have for gyms is to actually allow it to be a marketing tool for yourself. So you can actually, it'll be set up so that you can, if, you, if you're short of work, the system will automatically start contacting previous clients under, under certain kinds of conditions. Like you might have done a government job six months ago, for example, and just texting them and saying, and then if they want to, they can book straight in on the spot. So the first you'd know about it is you'll suddenly find jobs appearing in your diary. You wouldn't even have to do anything. That's the kind of stuff we're going to be able to do. Mm. It's, it's, it's way beyond anything on the market. We have checked out every system on the market in detail, looked at everything they do. And we're going to have Jim's jobs going to do all of that, plus a great deal more. Fantastic. Something to look forward to as a franchisee. David Don says, no workers yet with COVID-19. I just can't take the risk. If they started before COVID, I can claim JobKeeper. Well, that's fair. Yet, yet if they start now, I have to shut them down. It'll be bad for business. I have to wait six to 12 months and then watch this space. So let us know how you're going. David Don says, Jim, do you have a dog or do you have a cat or any other pets? What's your favorite animal alive today? Good question. We, we, have, a, we have a dog, which is, a, 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 what's it called? A cavoodle. 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 Yeah. yeah, a little, little, little. It's a cross. Yeah, it's a nice dog. Little, little runt like that. <laughs> We've got it because my, my wife is allergic and, and it's because it's got um, poodle blood. It doesn't, doesn't shed. She doesn't get allergy to it. What's my favorite animal? I don't know, really. I like chickens a lot, actually. Really? Well, they're so they're so practical. They're great animals. They eat the scraps from the from the from the garden from and from your from your your waste. You know, any of your scrapings from the kitchen sink, you put it into the chicken bucket. You go and feed them, and they produce eggs. We've got we've got three chickens at home and a few more at the farm. We get three eggs a day from these chickens. They're, they're just fantastic. Now, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Um. Well, no, the egg came first, obviously. The egg. Yes. Yeah. You heard that expression used before much? What came first, the chicken or the egg, is a joke? Of course it's a joke, yeah. but it's not a joke. There's a simple answer. If you're an evolutionist, the egg came first. <laughs> if you're a creationist, the chicken came first. It's a great idea. Because if you're evolutionist, because chickens descended from dinosaurs, because they're a bird. Yeah. So at some stage, what was a chicken came out of an egg, which was produced for them that wasn't a chicken. So the, the egg came first. Of course, if you're, if you're a creationist, you believe chickens were created 6,000 years ago, which I don't believe, mm. which has the chicken came first. Well, I'm thinking of that Jurassic Park scene when they have the they're educating him about the Velociraptor and the bird, how they're descended from Burns, and he started yeah. tapping with that. So there you go as well. But great Apollo, movie. It is a great movie. You can see Apollo get dog washed actually on the YouTube channel. We actually do have Jim's dog wash, uh, dog washed, which is quite 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 clip to and watch. And he's not he's not easy to wash. <laughs> no, no. In fact, when the when the previous <laughs> washer left, um, I booked somebody in to come and wash him, and then the franchise all got involved, and she said, "No, you you can't." He's too new. This guy's too new to wash your dog, so she put somebody more experienced in. He's done a great job. Polo's a tough client. He is. You've got to, you've got to muzzle him. Yeah, tough client. Dave McDonald says, because I know your favourite animal in history would be the T-Rex. So you reckon your favourite animal in history would be the T-Rex? No, no, actually, tell, tell you, David, I, I, if you're talking about dinosaurs, I prefer the Triceratops. The Triceratops? Yeah, you, you know in Jurassic Park, the one that's lying on, the, on its side with the pile of dung? Yeah, the three horns. The three horns. I always liked the Triceratops. When I was a boy, I had these dinosaurs, and there was just Triceratops was always the the emperor of the dinosaurs. Mm. I had I had I had dinosaur empires. My my brother and I had these inter intergalactic dinosaur empires. So that was that was my thing. I like Velociraptor. That's what I liked. I think they're good too, yeah. but, but but I always have a soft soft spot. You know, it's in in Jurassic Park. What's his name? The the um, paleontologist says that the T-Rex, the Triceratops was his favorite too. Yeah, Sam Neill played that character. I can't remember his yeah. name. I can't remember the name of the movie. No. What's his name? Someone put in the comments there as well. Then Wade Aston's gone to David. You're his favourite pet, mate. <laughs> Jim doesn't have any favourite franchises. All the favourite. 
Warwick Thomas all says, my all my franchises are my favourites. And Warwick Thompson says, "Evening, gentlemen. Changing the racing systems to G equaling five stars. How will that go when directing to clients complete a Google review on what we call five stars, but they rate it as good?" Well, the, the, from from good our question. point of view, the the G was simply. Um, this is not a Google review. This is an internal review. Yeah, he's saying because so, on the second one, there's a second email which goes out and says, "If you like, when they get a good, so can you please head to our." No, that's okay. But when they go there, they'll see the five star potential. Mm-hmm. There was they, they always give the option of how many stars you can do on that system. It's just that ours will map across. G will map to five. There's a lot of a lot of clients seem to think that three is the best. I change them all the time, and that's. <laughs> Particularly, unfortunately, there's no comments, so I don't know what they've done. But usually they'll say three, great, so I know they meant five. And that's a great comment, Warwick. Thanks for doing that. I think you're a first-time commenter, so... Look, it's a new yeah. system. We want to try it out, as, as, as we always do at gyms. But I, I think it'll overcome some of these problems. I don't like four-star surveys. I think there's something definitely wrong. Okay, give them a three or even a one. But mm. if they're, they're generally happy with the job, if there's nothing wrong with it, it should be, it should be five stars. And Rami, this is going here. What is, your, what is the top five divisions? Question mark from Rami. Well, the biggest five divisions would be mowing, cleaning, uh, test and tag, antennas. I'm not sure if it's fencing or dog watch comes next. Yeah, or pool care building inspections. Are they in that range? Building or? inspections would be up there too. Yeah, pool care as well. Yeah, pool, pool. They're all over. They're all over a hundred. I couldn't quite tell you which is the biggest, but those are the biggest ones anyway. You can see them in the Monopoly game too. That's true. Yeah, they're on the board. Yeah, in the order. Because the, yeah. the seven biggest divisions are actually are actually the ones that are featured by multiple multiple properties. That's it. And if we do, hopefully, get another print. We might change it up a bit depending on how numbers are going and stuff as well. Give more people a run. I just wish we could have done it the way we wanted to. Instead of go to jail, it should be breach. Yeah, we weren't allowed. We weren't allowed, we weren't allowed to. to. We yeah. really tried that. You have to. You cannot change the corners. That annoy me. And it should be it should be payday or something like that rather than go. Yeah, collect yeah collect income or something from the yeah, collect right. collect the bill or something, not not your pays go. David Doss says I already do that. My real estate's book my jobs. My retail service providers book my jobs. I send SMS to customers and get reminders for quotes and invoices and callbacks. I think you should seriously look at service mate before you spend more time in gym shops. We've no, we've seriously looked at it. We, we've studied it in detail. Believe me, we've looked at every single system on the market in great detail. We've looked at all the. All the potentials, all the features, everything. Believe me, we've looked at it. This thing has, is is multiple millions of dollars. Um, we're, we're we're talking about you know four, five, six million dollars to develop this thing, and that's only initial stages. It, it's a, it's a massive, massive venture. Believe me, there's nothing like it on the market. Um, you oh, you don't believe me yet, but wait till you see what comes out. There we go. Matt and Jim's investing a lot of it, as you, as you would know, David, as well into it. Matt Sheldon says, would it be a good idea to resurvey regular customers automatically every six to twelve months? This would increase ratings and also identify if there were any customer concerns. It's a good good suggestion, Matt. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. People people get sick of asking somebody's <laughs> after a time. But we get good responses. But you can always do it yourself, you know. If you want to if you want to resurvey your customers. And it's not a bad idea if you've got a good, happy, regular customer and you want to survey, just survey them, see what happens. Yes, but a suggestion of automatically, that could be something. I know there's a lot of IT stuff that people want to do. I guess it's... Yeah. yeah. We don't necessarily want to, want to increase our ratings. We want to increase our quality of service, which isn't always the same thing. We can actually increase our ratings dramatically by deleting all the poor surveys, which is what a lot of franchisees say should happen. Mm. But basically, their idea of a fair survey system is one where the franchisees determine how good the job was. <laughs> so everybody's five stars, zero complaints, But which, which will be nice for egos and stuff, but of course, it wouldn't actually mean anything. And, and the problem is it would actually collapse customer service because there's no... That's it. 
There's no sanction. Then Addie Thompson's gone. You heard your interview yesterday on the Money Program when she mentioned Jim being known by just one name. So I wanted to share a funny story this week. Monday, Leon was at a client's address and a little kid about five years old came up and asked what he was doing. I'm here to mow the lawn, he replies. The boy then asked, what is your name? So Leon introduced himself. Uh, poor kid looked around at the trailer back in Leon in uniform for a bit then asked him very seriously, so where is Jim? Lucky his mum called him away before Leon had to try and explain. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Thanks for taking that one as well. That's a great one as well. But a few good, a few last comments in here as well. Bailey Stubbins has gone Jim Coin, Jim's political party. Uh, Jim's memes, Jim's Jim. These are the top five divisions at Jim's group. Yeah, Jim's Jim's hopefully, and Jim's memes as well does pretty well. One thing we've learned very hard is that I'm not good at doing very much. Service <laughs> businesses only. <laughs> the map passes. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be good in politics. I've got no tact whatsoever. But Jim's Jim's we can do eventually, hopefully. Yeah, maybe. I think Jim's personal training is a great one. I really, I really, really passionate about fitness. Absolutely. And, and we, we really, we, well, hopefully, we, it's only be after three years of effort, we're just close to being able to start <laughs> building our local, local gym here on the site. Get some of my flabby staff to lose a bit of uh, two kilos around the waist. I haven't eaten much in the past couple of weeks, Jim. So yeah. I'm gonna, I'm lo losing a bit. Then uh, Matt Baskin, Jim, which civilization other than Western civilization do you find most interesting to learn about? That's a very good question, Matt. Yeah. Well, Western, I, I presume by Western you're including Greek, uh, ancient Greece and Rome. I love Japanese history. I really, yeah. It's really fascinating. Japanese history is extraordinary. It's, it's just so colourful. And Japanese aesthetics and so forth is beautiful too. And the shoguns and all that sort of stuff. That yes, history. And the, the Muromachi Bakufu and the, and the, and the uh, just, just, just the history of it. And it's different from anything else in the whole world. They're so... So, did you, so have you have you ever been there to Japan? Have you ever? No, no. I'd love to go to Japan. That's where I want to go next. Time. I, I like travel. Yeah, I know you don't like travel. Just the culture in Japan. I think going to all those places would be really cool. You don't get. I think you learn a lot much more about the culture of a place by reading about it. Oh, I know I, a lot more about Japan than most people who've been to Japan. I've studied their history in detail. I know a lot about it. I just don't need to go there. I'd love to go to Shibuya Crossing, you know, that big famous crossing they have. I love, I love sushi as well, so when I go to Japanese sushi, I love it. Yeah, I love sushi too, but you can get it down the local topping center. <laughs> oh, I want to go there and have the authentic experience as well. Oh, I'm sure yeah. you do. Yeah, good <laughs> luck to you. <laughs> but I don't like trouble. Yeah. And Dave McDonald says, um, does Eric pay lead fees? Absolutely, he would, wouldn't he? Of course he does. Yeah, absolutely. He didn't, I, he didn't, I don't think he paid lead fees on my job, because when I want a job done, I usually find out who a good operator. I go in and check oh, the sorry. system. I get you, yeah. And find out, and find out somebody I think is good. I look at all the surveys and stuff first, and then I ring them, or text them, like I did tonight with the car, car detailing guy. That's I, it. I looked it up, and I found um, Avni, I think his name was, and he's the, covering our area, so I sent him a text saying, would you like to do the gym's jobs? Because I didn't want to charge him a lead fee, because I don't have to... That's, a, that's, always, that's always a good case. And no, Jim absolutely looks everyone up. I can assure you that. Then Brad Sheeney's gone. Crypto is the way to go. So a lot of people are crypto fans on here as well. Now, Scott Ooston's gone here. I really, really suggest gambling. These things are all gambling. It's not a good thing. To, you may you get all these stories. You get stuff in the mail all the time about, you know, invest in these currencies and so forth. They're basically scams. Mm. Just don't. Stay away from it. You're far better off investing in your own business. And if you really don't want to invest in your own business, the best thing to do is to buy a, a index-linked shares. In yeah, words, index fund, yeah. In, an index fund, which is very cheap to run. It's by far the best deal. Don't, don't get involved in cryptocurrencies, seriously. Okay. Unless you know incredibly what you're doing, which 99.9% which .9 of people don't. Absolutely. And Scott Houston's gone, hey, guys, is it possible to flag an unserviced job as urgent, not urgent? I had a client who needed a car detail but didn't care if it was done in a week or two. They initially rang the call centre and were told nobody was available. They followed up the next day with another call to the call centre and I, fortunately for them, was back on taking leads. 
If an unserviced lead came through as not urgent, I'd be more than likely to pick it up. Cheers, Scott, from Jim's Car Detailing, Golden Grove. It's, it's, possibly, it's possibly so, but what people say isn't necessarily what they're going to do anyway. Um, we usually find with unserviced leads, if you don't get, don't get back to them within, within a few minutes, they're, they're gone for good. It's a waste of time after a day in, in general terms. Yes, but thanks for that detailed comment there as well, Scott. I think yeah. it was the first time. And Appreciate your thoughts. Yeah. Great for our car detailing Golden Grove as well. Then David Knott says, we should have a coin that can be used with other gyms, like in John, John Wick. Jim wouldn't have seen that. I don't know if you've seen the movie John Wick. They're basically, there's a bunch of assassins and they have this special coin that they give to each other and it's secret you know, sort of benefits and that. Then Eric Jurgen says, you should but get... Could, could issue a currency, I suppose, that, that, that's payable in, in, in place as, as franchise fees. It's just not the monopoly money. It's not, we got that. We got that. No, monopoly not, money. not monopoly money. No. If there was a genuine currency and it, and it, and it could it has the value of being payable for franchise fees, we could have that circling amongst the franchises, I guess. What would you put on the um the actual notes of the coin? What would you? In Jim we trust. In Jim we trust. <laughs> and then and then your head sideways on like that with the in Jim we trust. Yeah. Well, probably electronic actually. Electronic. Electro electronic Jim's currency. Yeah. In Jim we trust. There we go. And have the head on that. What would be the photo? Head on the side or? I can, we can work on that. Yeah. I think we got some good photos. That photo we have on the website of Jim staring down the camera would be a great one on the coin. I'm going to do really well. I reckon, I reckon a Jim's banknote would do too bad. Yeah. What, what do you reckon? Jim's banknote. We've done it, we've done it online before and it's very you popular. Could, you, you, could have, you could have different versions with different, um, different um, denominations could have different divisions on them. Yes, correct. So the mowing could be the, the $100 note and <laughs> cleaning could be the $50 note. And, yeah. and, and you could have, you could have um, Haydar's head on the cleaning one. Yeah, why not? And mine on the reverse, something like that. I we, reckon that'd be quite We, we can do some Photoshop mocks of that. So as, long, as long as they don't look too much like the real thing or the, or the, uh, the government might, have, might, might frown on the enterprise. Might be a bit of trouble. Might be a bit of bad, uh, publicity for Jim doing counterfeit notes. <laughs> Eric Jurgens, you should go. You should get Rego plates for gyms like the AFL has done. Different divisions as they have different teams, i.e. mowing, dog wash, mow, or cafe. So some people who support their club on their car to have a little logo in the middle for number plate. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's an idea, Eric. I don't a, know. It's a good idea, actually. We should look at that. What about the number plate holders would probably be more They're often the, uh, the, the store where they bought the uh, dealership Correct. where they bought the, the car from, Correct. Which, which is fantastic from their point of view because they get to advertise there forever. Absolutely. Then Thomas Berryman's gone, do what makes you happy. So I don't know if that was a question or whatever he's put there. Okay. Uh, there's another one here. Army Key, do you sell the hood mode home run device? Do you sell the home run device? Don't know what that one is, Jake. There we need a bit more one. Here we go. Jim's mowing Bay Plenty Hawks. Can franchise inquiries be put to the Jimbo app? Jimbo? Yeah, so he's going, can franchise inquiries be put on the Jimbo app? So he must be a franchise. I think you're a franchisor. Shortly. They're, they're programming it right now. They've got a team. They're developing a team to continue with that. What the, gym, the Jimbo app, for those who don't know, is the app that allows franchisees franchisors to ring franchisees. It reminds them of the calls it automatically and you can dictate the notes. And it, it sort of, it, it, it cuts the franchisors job done by about half. What we're currently doing is something that'll actually allow franchisors to control the incoming. So it'll actually remind them to ring certain back, back mm. to ring a prospect back, for example, and to follow up and so forth. Yeah, so that, that's, that's in, in the pipeline. And Damien Donald says, how close a chicken to a T-Rex? When he said your baby would be a T-Rex, he said, how close a chicken to a T-Rex? Well, then they're not, they're not a direct descendant. Sorry, David. Um, <laughs> they're a collateral descendant. They're both, they both had a common ancestor probably back in the Triassic period. Sound very Richard Dawkins-like then when you, when you say it like that. 
Lumbridge at all. So it's very, very well. They cool. are. They are basically. That's the period when the dinosaurs appeared. Mm. Um, there's the Jurassic and the Jurassic and there's Cretaceous. <clears throat> so the common ancestors came came way back, and then they just then they separated out these different. Um, you got the uh, what do you call it? The uh, patasaurs and so forth, the long necked ones. Oh, okay. That's one branch, and then you, yeah. then you get the the um, the two legged varieties, which are quite different. And apparently, birds descended from a carnivorous, like like a small um, Velociraptor. Yeah, they do, like a, a Comptonasis or whatever they were called, but there yeah, was a small one, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But un unlike what people used to think when I was young, um, that a lot of them were feathered too, probably not the big ones, but the smaller ones would, would have had feathers on them. It's interesting, in Jurassic Park, they actually, since Jurassic Park first came out, they discovered that the smaller dinosaurs were feathered. So if they did it correctly, they would actually put feathers on them, but because of the Jurassic Park tradition, they don't do that, but they, they know it's wrong now. Yeah, they slowly will... I remember the more recent ones, some of the Velociraptors, they had... Feathers almost on their their nose in a couple of them. Do you remember that? Yeah. When they slow. But they, would, they would have been they would have been much more feathered than that. Yeah. Basic small dinosaurs would have been would have been covered in feathers. See, then Glenn Kymark has gone. Hey guys, still haven't heard anything about the gyms buying power in NZ. We do have a we do have an NZ supplies list with around six supplies on it, Glenn. But um, I'll follow up on him. We've got a down. great deal coming through from BP. Correct. It's like about it's like about twelve cents per liter off. Some incredible amount. We, we only get about four cents per liter off here. I don't know how they could give that kind of discount. That's in the next newsletter, isn't it? I think so. I think it's going to I be. So, so yeah, we, we've just negotiated that deal. The NZ list does have six six suppliers on it, and I know, yeah, so... If you come across anything else, let us know. If you come across any leads, let us know. We'll certainly follow it up. We, we will bargain as hard as we can for you. And, and as in normal, we don't take any anything for ourselves. We just want the best deal for franchisees, and we say, give us a good enough deal, we'll promote mm. it. And Refugee's gone here. Alan Grant is the dinosaur man. That's his name. Alan Grant Alan was Grant. his character, absolutely. Yes. I love that character. I think he's great. And Rufy's from Jim... Oh, I like Samuel. He was my favourite actor growing up. I love, I love that yeah. scene where they first see the... the, the um, when they first see the Brachiosaur. Yes. And he's just sitting on the ground. It's, it's all done in front of a green screen. Mm. Like, but it was just wonderful. He takes the hat off and he sort of, you know, fall, goes to fall over, yeah? Cause he's and and he's telling him, you know, breathe deeply so you don't faint. It's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful scene. It's my favourite scene in all of the movies. Oh, the old Jeff Goldblum. Poor old Jeff Goldblum just spends yeah. his life being scared. Life, life will find a way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and, the, and the lawyer who actually is is, is, the, is the only one who's in favour of the thing and he gets eaten by the T-Rex, yeah. I thought you were like that scene. I thought you were going to mention that one, the lawyer. I think having a lawyer eaten by a T-Rex has, has a certain element <laughs> of justice to it. <laughs> David, David McDonald says the T-Rex is more like Emperor Palpatine. No, do what I say or I'll kill you. So he's saying to be like that. Um, I think the Velociraptor is more like an Emperor Palpatine, a bit more cunning, I don't know. What would you say the equivalent of Yeah, yeah they're, they're the smart ones. Like your velociraptors weren't quite that big. That was something they exaggerated. It's more, it's more like a big turkey than a, than, than a you know, two meters high. The Bailey's, the Bailey's arse, yeah, sorry, it was like a, sorry to cut you off. It was like a turkey, yeah, as you said. Mm. Yeah. It, the, it was more. Then Bailey Stubbins says, surely my man Jim knows about the band T-Rex. You ever heard of the band called T-Rex? No. Nah. Hey, listen, I know about dinosaurs, not bands. <laughs> Honestly. When you play um, Trivial Pursuit... I have to team with somebody because I can answer about science and geography and history. I'm pretty good. You get into sport and entertainment, I am cactus. Yeah, you can flip it over to me. For I need ones. someone like this yeah. bloke with his uh, different range of knowledge to, to play as a partner in Trivial Pursuit. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. <laughs> I, I cannot get through. Very true. Then somebody, somebody had a question, who was the great white shark or something like that? I had no idea. Greg Norman. That Greg one. Norman. I, yeah. I, I had no idea what that meant. Mm. Great white shark is a, is a... I can talk about sharks. Mm. But not about golfers. That's true. Great white shark, Greg Norman, great golfer. Ian Dane says, how would I connect with the team running Jim's Marble Mechanics? I've got to get a, I've got a connected car product idea for him. 
So how would you get in touch with the Jim's mobile account? Just, just email me, Jim at jims.net, and I'll put you on. Jim at jims.net. And then David Don says, I got a one-star and product review for a franchisee in Geelong. And another one, I have no idea of who they are. Hard to change them. Absolutely. It's hard to change product reviews in Google My Businesses and stuff, unfortunately. So people have a lot of power with those what ones What can well. you do? And then David Don says, Jim, make your own board game. In the comments, make your own one. Yeah, we could actually. Have a design of it. I don't know. There's a lot of work to think. Monopoly is not a particularly brilliant game, actually. It really isn't. Um, it's just got a, such a history behind it. It was fun. I mean, I, 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 it's much better when you deal out all the properties first, I reckon, or in, in our sense, the services. Mm. But um, I don't know if we could do it. We yep. could. We could think of a decent, playable game. We have a bit of time. We've got a lot of things done, but we could definitely work towards it. But I think it'd be pretty cool. You could definitely gymify the whole thing a lot more, couldn't you? Could you do something of the nature of Monopoly? The, 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 you, you couldn't be too close. You'd have to, you'd have to be wary of copyright. Maybe maybe you could buy the regions and take over all the regions to own the whole of I don't know. You do something like that. Gustavo Silva's gone here. I'm in touch with Adam about buying a fencing franchise up in the Sunshine Coast. In your opinion at the moment, at at the first moment, should we go as a partnership or a company? Your accountant is the best person to, to guide you on that one. And yeah. that depends on a whole lot of things which are completely individual. Yeah, there, there is no what I can say is if you want to go as a partnership get a really, really well-drawn partnership agreement put together, which defines what happens if you decide to close the partnership. That's the only advice I give you. And the same thing with a company too. Um, because I've, I've seen the issues. You go into a partnership thinking it's going to be forever. And honestly, divorces are as more common in partnerships in business than they are in marriages, which is saying a lot. <laughs> so just, just, just look for the worst. What's going to happen if things go wrong? You know, who buys out who? What's the valuation? Do you both bid for the other person? Just work out whatever the agreement is in advance before you get into. into now before you need it. Now I remember you from a few months back, Gustavo, asking about franchising. So I think you're from Brazil. So I think that's fantastic. You come back in. I remember your name. I yes. think that's you. So Adam Powers, a great franchisor up there on the Sunshine Coast, and you're going to have a lot of work. Adam is a great franchisor. He's yeah. a really good guy. If you've got any sort of problem with the fence, Adam's in there, he'll look at it, he'll sort it out, recommend what's to be done, get it fixed, whatever. You're good hands to be Starvo. It's a great lifestyle there too, and you can have a lot of work. Matt Sheldon says, a great service mate does everything Jimmy's talking about, so they're saying it's doing everything it does. Mm. Then David McDonald says, I won't be charging until it does a minimum of service mate. Service mate even posts invoices when the customer has no email. Cost a dollar ninety. So they're just going on here as well. Um, Matt Sean's gone not these, just these are all great ideas actually if and this is what's going to happen too we're doing a really intensive we're actually increasing the amount of investment by 50% in gyms after it's been released to get more features done it'll keep on going next year if there's anything any other organization and that's not a bad idea posting invoices why not there is actually a program that can actually do that that can actually post an invoice to somebody um, I've heard of that sort of thing all, all done electronically mm. And I think it's a, it's a great concept, and we'll have that in. There won't be anything that any other system can do that ours won't be able to do, but ours will do a great deal more. And Jim's investing a lot of money. Don't worry about that. You're it's investing a, it's a, a lot. It's a massive All for the franchises. It's, it's a significant chunk of our actual annual income going mm -hmm. into this. It's so important. I think it's the key to the future. And Matt, Matt Sheldon's gone not just about increasing rating. It's also important to know if your staff are continuing to do a good job and identify an improvement needed. Absolutely, yes. And Eric Jurgen says, when does, when does work on the gym at the head office get started? When does work on what? When does work on the gym at head office get started? Eric Jurgens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully a month or two. Who knows? We're still trying to get permits. It's, it's, we've got the planning permit, but now we're looking for the building permit. Mm. 
But you're right, Derek, you can go in there and do a session when you do your mobile coffee or something like that. Yeah. It'll, well, be, it'll be great. It'll be great. We actually can use the, um, the conference center as a health club once, once the, the crisis is gone too. Yeah. People who just want to become healthy and great food and stuff. My, my daughter Jasmine's really keen on diet. She's been staying with us during the, during the, um, the lockdown and, and she's very, really good cook. And she's very keen on healthy food. There's some really delicious, really healthy foods out there. If we can just teach people how to cook and how to eat healthy and how to exercise and just, just look after themselves. Big business now, though, that the fitness and the wellness and the healthy stuff is massive business now. I think we can do a great job. And we've got a great environment here, too. Once the, once the health club's done... I think we should do a couple of things with you, maybe, like that. Never know. I know you'd be able to cook a bit. No. No, no. We're going to do an arm wrestle. We're definitely doing the arm wrestle when we can. I am. I am not a cook. Believe me, I'm not a cook. <laughs> We're definitely doing the arm wrestle. I when used we to before I got married to Lee. I was, I was okay at it, but I've forgotten everything since then <laughs> because I get looked after too well. And David Don saying he wants to do here buy a Hyundai Ilo with his one ER7UE and have antennas logo. Absolutely, do that as well. The David Don says we don't have sushi in Horsham, so I have to wait for a trip to Ballarat. Hopefully, doing a job with Paul in Ballarat at a motel soon. That way, then I'll eat all the sushi. Surely Horsham's that cultured to have a sushi. Even Warnable's got sushi, David. Come on. Absolutely. you got it as well. Then David Noss says, I tried paying my lead fees and Monopoly money, but the Zor said no. Mm. Yeah. Very unreasonable. Absolutely. He says, Jim should be on the $200 bill. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's probably works about right, doesn't Is there it? such a thing as a $200 bill? I don't, I don't think there is one. No, nah, if you create your own currency, you could make one up, if you know. There's not our system, but no, you could. Yes, that's so, right. So you got to sit about the money. Apparently, the most common bill out in Australia is the $100 bill, but you no, almost never see them in circulation. It's because they're stored and they're used for... That's... <laughs> <Sorry, Tom. laughs> Over there. Susan Black Goldstraw's gone. The new polo shirts are not as good in the shape, style as the old shirts. Didn't, know, show, didn't show bleach stains. Can this be looked into? I'm in cleaning. So that's for franchise all, because I know Haydar does a lot of good job with the uniforms and stuff like that, and he has... Yeah, so maybe flip an email through to Haydar or use all. So yes. they have their own... Cleaning stuff. Yeah, that's right. Then Gustavo has gone here. And also, do you believe there would be consist, constant work for fencing up in the Sunshine Coast? Yes. There's, well, there's, there's constant work anywhere. I've never, ever heard of a franchisee in fencing who didn't have enough work. But it's very simple if you want to. Email me at jim at jims.net and I'll tell you exactly what leaves have been unserviced in the, in the Sunshine Coast over the past month or two. So it, it, it's simple to know that. We've got a thing called unserviced leads. That's the one, Gustavo. That's that's the one fencing. We say it all the time. So just check, Jim, if you want the proof, though. It's something like 60% unserviced. It's an appalling thing. I just cannot comprehend how we can be so overloaded everywhere in fencing. But one, of, one of the problems being with fencing is not just the fact that there's a lot of work coming in. It's the fact that when somebody does a job, they've got three good fences, and the neighbours have all got one good fence and two lousy <laughs> fences, and they tend to go down the street. Absolutely, you're going to do really well. So they get a lot of referrals. And our, our fences are obviously very good, even though they're on the deer side, which they jolly well ought to be. They do quality job, though, that's why. Quality job. So let, let Jim know as well how you're going or ask for those unserviced leads, please, Gustavo, jim at jims.net. Then Eric Jen's gone. Nice to see that Jim hasn't been picking on you too much tonight, Joel. Oh, he's been picking on me, don't worry, otherwise. <laughs> I picked on him enough during the week. Oh, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll, the last I'll, two weeks, I've been cop. Don't worry. <laughs> it's all good. He's been nice to me tonight. And Matt Shellen says, agree, I have a mate and way ahead of the rest, which is fantastic. A lot of Jim's job stuff here going on, which is cool. And then um, someone's saying here, look, how are you reading? I believe that once a league goes unserviced, we shouldn't have to pay for it, is a suggestion. How are you reading? Is that the case? I believe that once a league goes unserviced, we shouldn't have to pay for it. Well, you mean, yeah, you, what you're saying is if you, after you pick it up, you shouldn't have to pay for it. The only problem with that is what's going to happen then is nobody's going to take service leave and they're all going to grab the unserviced. 
which means that you, you simultaneously um, you, you, you gut the franchisor's income and you also make service a lot worse because customers are always being told, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. They say, don't bother about gyms, they're just crazy. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's, it's, not, it's not a good system. We, we, don't, we really much rather you took the job from the beginning. And Damien Donald's going, is Jim's jobs like when you got your first computer? It'll be great, but just not yet. I like the idea. It's just hard to try whilst busy. That's from David as his comment. No, you, you're right. You're absolutely right. It does take a bit of time. But what I can say is compared with other ones we've tried, it's very, very easy to learn. And, and the whole process, we've got a lady, Jane, who's actually her whole job is to make it incredibly easy to use and to actually look at every reason why a franchisee wouldn't be able to jump on it and say, this is so easy. What we intend to do, we just, Joel's doing this for training, we're setting up a module for training so that every franchisee to, to actually pass their training course, they've got to download it and show they understand how to use it. So when, for those divisions that it can be used for, there's a few that we're still working on, um, it's going to be so easy because it'll be there, it'll be ready, the jobs will just suck, pl- plopping in, all the existing clients, if any, will be in there, it'll be just... It'll be just so easy. Yeah, we're going to start filming with Jane hopefully tomorrow, and then uh, we'll put that into a course module online and we'll make sure that everyone goes through. And we're going to try and make it very, very simple, but we'll improve it as we go. It won't obviously be the best first start. We're going to keep making it better as we go. And Katie Reading's gone, I've, I've had like 12 lead, unserviced leads in four days as well, which is great there as well. So we from the content surveys, where we left it towards the end was the book club. Hmm. Now, people said they want to find out what books, which was quite a surprising thing in the survey, which was because they know you're an avid reader. So what, what's, what for your book club or... What audio book you listen to you think fascinating? Well, I'll tell you what one I've just finished is uh, Banjo, which is about um, Banjo Patterson, which is just a fantastic book. It's about the early days of Australia. He was born about 1864. So he grew up in the bush in a, in a struggling family, farm family, with a lot of problems. And his mother had a lot of health issues and so forth and just the challenges. And then went on to become a solicitor in Sydney. And just, just the story of how he came up with the man from Snowy River and the Clancy the Overflow and those kind of things. And his, his love of the bush and love of Australia and the way it became an Australian icon. And, and the story behind Waltzing Matilda. He, he actually did Waltzing Matilda. He actually worked it out with a, with a, a girl. Um, and the interesting thing is, if you think about it, Waltzing Matilda is, is a, is a, it's a song about, about the little guy, the, the swagman. And the, and the squatter, you know, is, 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 the, is the voice of authority. So it's all above us. But when he wrote, when he came up with this song, he was actually staying with the local squatter, the, the, the wealthy landowner. And he was in his house that he and this girl were, were, were put this thing together. And the actual immediate forefront of the story was a, a time when there was a... Um, uh, the, the, this squatter's shearing shed was burned down by people who were... Um, the unions, basically, because they were, they were, it was all about scab labour and stuff, and they were trying to maintain wages. And um, one of the people who were responsible for this was was it was called a billabong, and, and he shot himself to commit suicide. Oh. So it was kind of wow. it's all about the it's all about the underdog. <laughs> but in fact, that. if you look at his look at his his position, his background, he was actually on the other side. Well, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. That's because I because I remember I remember growing up and seeing mum was my mum used to watch the Man from Snowy River. There was obviously a TV show. Yes. TV show they went with it as well. Did you watch that at all? Or, or? No, I've, I've seen the film. You've seen the film? The, the, the film which you there was a film and a TV show, yeah. yeah. A yeah. series, yeah. So, yeah. And that's on Audible, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a really fun book. I'm listening to the one about the mutiny of the bounty right now, which is really, really fascinating. Just started off with that one. But uh, yeah, I, I, I actually I also finished reading um, Rolf Balderwood, Robbery Under Arms, which was inspired by, by that, which is, which is a... Which is a written about the 18, 1860 or something like that, about, about bush rangers in, in Australia um, in the early days in New South Wales, which is, which is 
fascinating book. So there you go, guys. And I'm sure Jim will consume a lot more books for next week as well to give it to you as well. Then Tracy's gone real, real quickly for Tracy. When the Jim's Jobs video is completed with Jane, will it be available for current franchisees as I am? Absolutely, we'll of make course. it available. Mm-hmm. So we'll work all that. We're just got to make sure we get it done and put it up and we'll adjust them. Our aim up. is to gradually bring people across. We understand the time it takes to learn a new system. We just know and believe it'll be such a great system that it'll, it'll spread and more and more franchisees will get it. Particularly because... One of the things that franchises really hate is unfair complaints. And just little things like, and you mightn't think it's a great deal, but when you book in a job, the client get text with the time of the job. So all these complaints about they didn't turn up and so forth, it's very clear. If you made the appointment, it's in your system. You cannot have a complaint against it if the client gets it wrong. In fact, if the client was to ring down the track a bit, we can simply say, he didn't turn up. We say, Mrs. Jones, he actually is booked for tomorrow afternoon between two and four. Mm. That kind of thing. Or, 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 or we won't be sending surveys to somebody who hasn't actually, actually, um, if, if the quote's going to be done by a certain date, we won't send a survey out before that date so that you won't, you won't get some of these bad responses. So there's, there's many things that we get surveys and complaints which doesn't need to happen at all. And, and that upset people. You know, even the best operators can get occasional complaint. If I can eliminate most of those kinds of complaints and problems, that would be a fantastic thing. So thanks everyone for their comments and questions. That was a great one tonight. A lot of technology questions, lots of good stuff as well. So make sure you check out your replay and tell other franchisees to check out the replay because they'll learn a lot of probably stuff, maybe some questions they have regarding Jim's jobs and other things as well. And uh, thanks for that, Jim. Appreciate it tonight. We'll see you guys again next week at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. See you then.